0: It is Tuesday, May 31st, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented by our friends at Shady Rays. Coolest shades in the entire business. And when you inevitably lose them or break a pair, they'll send you another pair. I am Chris Rose. We still have a vacationing European bound Trevor Plouffe. So in his stead from the Chicago Cubs, he is also the voice of Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN Radio, the one and only Boog Chombi, my good friend. How are you, sir? It's great to
1: see you, man. How
0: you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm still waiting for the uh, LeBron dinner that you owe me <laughs> from from almost 15 years ago. Boog and I were on a flight. Do you remember where the flight was from and to?
1: I think it was it was L.A. wasn't it L.A. Yes,
0: we so we were going to we had done a Saturday afternoon game like in Baltimore. We were flying out of D.C. to L.A. a night flight. We're sitting across the aisle from one another. It's in LeBron's walk year, the first time from Cleveland, and Boo right. goes, "He's not fucking leaving there." And I was like, "Dude, I'm telling you, he's leaving." He's like, "Wait, he's from there. They're playing every year for the top. He's not leaving." He goes, "I bet you a dinner." That so I'm still waiting. I know no. that's <laughs> true.
1: I I don't have anything to counter with that. I think I feel like we went double or nothing. This I think I'm making up, but I think we went double or nothing like when game seven came around when they finally won it.
0: Yeah, it's possible. I'll take the championship and pass on the uh, stake.
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, And it's funny, too, because I'm a huge LeBron fan. I can't lie. I'm a huge LeBron Me, too.
0: Yeah, I'm here. I'm here with you. You know who else I'm a fan of? I'm a fan of David Bednar now of the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. He's had an all-star-type season, and last night – blew the save in Los Angeles, picked up the win, however, a little bit later on. And, of course, he got the post-game interview after he threw, like, 50 pitches in two innings, 21 more than his season high. Give a listen to this. Feel this one out.
1: What was it like closing this one out, David? Fuck, exciting, man. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So genuine. It's so just genuine and fine. And – whatever everybody will be okay yeah you know here's one for you can i can i give you one this is just a random one i always like to say this i don't have kids um but in terms of profanity we get worried the kids are exposed to profanity have you ever heard this sentence yeah you know like jimmy just heard the f-word so much as a six-year-old and now as an adult he just can't stop saying it like everybody (laughs) will be fine like even if you put that on the it's fine It'll be okay. That's my take. Thanks. Are you kidding me?
0: Jimmy and Jake were there with papers in hand to hire him at John Boy Media right after he got off the field.
1: (laughs) I love it.
0: Who are we getting about? Listen, we got a lot of stuff to cover with you today, including the amazing work you do in your charity work through ALS. And it is very, very important. So we're going to get to that momentarily. I do want to start... touching your brain on some baseball stuff, because not only are you the voice of the Cubs, but you've been national for decades now, one of the best in the biz. And let's start up with a real interesting series on the East Coast. You got the Angels who are slumping. They've lost five in a row. They're at the boogie down. Best team in the American League, the New York Yankees, starting a three-game set. Do you feel more confident at this point of the season the Angels would win win a single playoff series or the Yankees would win the entire thing?
1: I, 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 I know... The way the Angels have been vibing really recently, I, I still would have to say the Angels winning a series, and winning World Series is hard, man. It's just really hard to sit there and feel like, I mean, we watched the Dodgers the last five years now win one World Series, putting elite team after elite team after elite. The idea that they're, you know, the best team most years doesn't end up you know factoring into what the final result is so I got to go with winning a series as opposed to winning the world series and it's probably it's it's I'm probably taking my answer and moving it away from the intent of the question but just by the very nature of the question I just think to sit here and feel confident that a team is going to win the world series no I would say Joe I like the chances of Joe Madden's team winning a playoff series
0: Me too. Uh, And I agree with you. It's funny because obviously I follow a lot of the Yankees Twitter and what they say. They're very prevalent. They're very passionate. And they're like, dude, this team, if we could just swap out Hicks and Gallo, we're punching our ticket all the way and we're going to win the whole, it ain't easy, man. It's all about how healthy your pitching staff is come October. It's about the matchups. You can just get a quirky little matchup. Like last year, let's remember we had 10 playoff teams. Where did the Atlanta Braves rank in terms of regular season victories out of those 10? Last. 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 They had to go against Milwaukee, who we were like, oh, man, with that three-headed pitching staff. And then they've got the bullpen and all there. No way they're getting past the Brewers. And then they're definitely not getting past the Dodgers. They're definitely not. And if they have to deal with the Astros, you can forget
1: about that. So they beat teams, I think, what, with 95 wins, 106 wins, and 95 wins. And then here's the even better part. Rose, they never faced elimination.
0: Well, That's great. They didn't
1: face elimination the entire time. So, like, that's what ends up happening. You get into it. You get hot. I mean, in the World Series, their bullpen got more outs than their starters. Didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So it's just one of these deals where it's just so difficult – And a team gets hot and something quirky happens and, you know, you you don't know. I think, you know, I've talked with Dodgers fans and people in the Dodger organization. At times, I think you can get a little confused when it keeps repeating. And it's hard. I get it. But sometimes you just lose. Sometimes everyone wants to go to we lost because we're flawed. We lost because we don't do this well. We don't do that. Sometimes you just lose. Sometimes you, over 162, no best team, like you're seeing it. But over a short series, sometimes you just lose.
0: And by the I love the old, well, if our manager just, you know, push the right buttons thing. Yeah. Sorry. Like, first of all, we know that half the scripts are sent from the, the producer and director of the skit anyway, up top. So, yeah. you know, like, don't, I'm with you. This is far and away the hardest sport. Right In the NFL, your quarterback's touching it on every play, and it's so slanted toward the offense these days. In basketball, the best player can make such a difference. In baseball, okay, put up four fingers. Let's walk the best player. See you. You're out of here. I'm not going to let you beat me. So there you go. Um, Last day of May here. Biggest surprise so far for you this season. It could be anything. It could be positive. It could be negative. It could be team. It could be individual. It could be the fact that I reached out to have you a host the show today. But not an answer. Does
1: it have to be one? Can I am against a Right. Go multiple. I'll give you the first one. And it's not a surprise, but it's just a testament to how good he is. It's like when you sit here and look at Mike Trout last year, and the injury-plagued season he had—he's not a young guy anymore. And then the shortened season the year before that—and oh, by the way, who's leading leading in OPS? So, like, now he's healthy and he gets back out there, and he just reassumes his mantle as best player in the game. Holy shit! Like, is it really that easy for you, Mike? I, it's that's incredible. I—I I don't think we—we. We, do you understand what I'm saying? Like last Absolutely. year, he's totally banged up. He, he, he hadn't played very much, and he comes back. Now he comes back, and he's healthy. Yeah, and you're exactly what you were. And this is the one sport it doesn't work that way. Yes, in the other sports, you know, like Kobe wouldn't have an off year where he'd just go for like 16-5 and five randomly. But in baseball, it can happen. And here comes Mike Trout. Uh, so I, I appreciate the greatness of Mike Trout and just that consistency of it. I think the other thing on a negative standpoint – I thought the White Sox were going to be better. I definitely recognized the injury component, but I thought they'd score more. Um, again, they have not been healthy, but I thought the White Sox would be better. And that's probably stuck in my brain a little bit just because the Cubs just saw them. So those are two of the things that that have jumped out to me. But I, you know, look, there's, there's always interesting things, and I'm sure you have a million that you could throw at me that I, I would comment on as well.
0: Okay, so for me, team-wise, Arizona Diamondbacks. They're all. They're still under 500, but they're yeah. 24 and 26 through 50 games. They went 52 and 110 a year ago. Yeah. 52. So if my math is right, that means they have to go 28 and 84 to tie last season's mark. I'm confident Great. they'll get there. I'm happy for Torrey Lovello. Good dude. Yeah. Great. They've actually, dude. had some some pitching that has developed. They have a few yeah. young guys, and they're in a hard ass division. So the, yeah, if time. they could get even 75 wins if you make a 23 win improvement oh dude, my you God. get a gold star on my chart yes um, are we handing
1: out gold stars that's some old person stuff right there I, I, right i know there's got to be I'm, a generation listening to this show it's like a gold star where, where are you getting gold what do you well, mean you know like what a sticker
0: my my litmus test is dan Rourke. dan did you got in guys in school when you were a kid before you were a dropout did you get um any gold stars on gold your stars night? for what Okay. Forget it. Move on. <laughs> that's a
1: no. <laughs>
0: All right. I'll take that as a no.
1: Uh, indi- <laughs> I love you. Oh, Individually awesome.
0: very quickly. I know we talked about the pirates earlier. Jose Quintana got his first win since 2019 this year. he has got an ERA, a smidge over two. I know that the further metrics down the line aren't great on him. Although his ERA plus is 191, which is exceptional. I think he'll be an interesting trade piece. Um, he'll he'll just be a guy at the end of the rotation in a year where we're seeing injury on top of injury that could be a little bit of an innings eater and help a contender out. I'm happy for him that he okay. You know, he could he could have called it a career. He, he he had already pocketed well over 50 million
1: dollars and said, "I'm good." He had such a weird year last year if you go back and look at it. He set his career best in terms of strikeout rate. His mm-hmm. issue though was he could not get right handers out. Um and teams are loading up with righties, and he's he's been able to figure out a way um, to manage it this year. So, um, yeah, kudos to him.
0: Have you seen you? You must have seen him in the division so far this year. At some point, I have. Right?
1: Yeah, I have. Yep.
0: Does he look a little yeah. bit better?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, he definitely does. I mean, I think he he's a good, solid pitcher. I mean, I you know, last year I think the was just under shade under seven. Yeah. So. I I definitely, uh, you know, I definitely expected him to, you know, regress back to being the solid pitcher that he's been.
0: Okay. All
1: right, let's move on. Jose
0: Ramirez, my guy in Cleveland, hit the 50 RBI mark. He is on pace for 184. In the meantime, Aaron Judge has slowed down just a little bit over the last few games. He's still on pace for almost 61 homers. Uh, Would you rather see somebody get 170 RBI in a season or another sixty homer season.
1: God, I debated coming at you on this one really hard because you don't you you're not I a fan care. of the RBI. You I don't, don't, you don't care. care either one. I don't. I mean the RBI. I don't care. I the look. Jose Ramirez is awesome. He's still incredibly, probably as underrated a player as there is in the sport. There's plenty of ways to judge whether jose ramirez is having a great year and is a great player one of them that is a good evaluator in my opinion is not whether miles straw and ahmed rosario get on ahead of him so that he can knock people in
0: i am with you listen i understand that metrically over the last 10 to 15 years basically rbis have been expunged from the record and i respect it i understand it but when when it's something that we haven't seen, Boog, since nineteen thirty-eight, where Jimmy Fox got a hundred
1: and six Can I cut you off? Can I cut 70. you off and just say he's not gonna come close to doing that? I mean, not this is like he's not gonna come close to it, and he's still going to be awesome. He's going I, yeah. to be awesome, he's not gonna come close, and I don't care. <laughs> How's that? Would you How's that? Would, would you care I'm, just if like, it, I'm joy if, if he got to 100 don't if care. he got to
0: 170 you still wouldn't care
1: yeah i care
0: okay you would then
1: i care yeah
0: can i have you back on the show when he gets to 170
1: 100 Absol- percent. okay
0: he's can- awesome
1: he's he is awesome, awesome. Yes. Yes. it doesn't if he got to 170 i care yes i i, I I'll, I'll admit to that why i don't my first statement was not Hey,
0: RBIs make Jose Ramirez an awesome player. I didn't say that. Stop i Stop yelling be, at
1: me. I know you didn't say it. Stop yelling at me. I know you didn't. Do say you it.
0: care about if Judge gets to 60 homers?
1: I mean, again, Judge is awesome. I hate to do this, right? But as I've gotten older, it's like if Craig Biggio had stopped the 2,995 hits, like I don't have good Craig Biggio was. I didn't like I. It's cool getting 3000 hits is cool and awesome but it just i'm less moved by that i there there's just other things that move me that that it just our judge is awesome, whether he hits 58 or 63 homers this year. All I'm
0: asking for is whether or not you would get personally excited if a guy hits 60. It's. I'm not saying it, this is how we determine whether or not a player is great. Yeah, you're or right. Not. I'm not listening. You're right. I'm not listening. Sure. All I'm saying is would you personally, as a baseball fan, being not as passionate very, as you are? Not very. But I'd,
1: I, I mean, it's not like I'd walk past the TV, but it wouldn't. It's There are, there are lots of – yeah, they, that's not one of them for me.
0: See – Well, a few years ago, what was it, 2017, when Stanton was on that pace and he stopped at 59. He didn't stop. It wasn't like at the blackjack table. I'll hold on 59. Um, You know, but it was exciting for me. I have to tell you, even though I've seen it a bunch of times in the last two decades. It was exciting watching Giancarlo Stanton and the Marlins that that year. Hell, yes, it was. It was exciting (laughs) watching him Get up to the plate every time, and and I've talked to all the guys on the team. I've talked to Yelich. I've talked to Rojas. Uh, You know, I talked all those dudes who were like, "It was incredible." I think
1: that it's just, I I just, I guess it's this. This is my thing: is that he just keeps hitting homers. Like that's fun for me. I'm not as stuck on. Is it exciting if it gets to 170? Is it like I'm? I'm? I'm less. I'm less connected to those specific numbers, I think, Fair is enough. what it is. Okay. I, I, I love, like, I just love watching Aaron judge it at 7,000 feet and the chance that he might hit homer after homer after homer. That part, that's what excites me. Greatness excites me, period.
0: Then you're going to really hate the next question. Go. Uh, last night, Trey Turner extended his hit streak to 22 games. Paul Goldschmidt No, I like t- this question. Paul Goldschmidt's at 21. When do you start paying attention to hit streaks?
1: Right about here. Right about here, I start to 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 look at it. But like I'll tell you this. On um, for the okay, so I'm doing the Cubs. If a guy's hitting nine in a row, I'm gonna mention it. I mean, on the other side, if a guy's hitting five straight not if he's five straight and he's hitting 250 over that stretch i'll give you one so like here's a marker for me this is the way my logic brain works over the course of the hit streak if the guy is hitting barely above or under what he's hitting for the year it's irrelevant i don't care now you can't hit in 20 in a row and not have your average go up like it's not possible it's like it, nobody's going to hit in 20 in a row with one single hit every single time. But for the most part, if you've hit in six in a row and you and your stretch over six in a row is less than what you're hitting for the season. I'm not using that note. What, what am I telling you? I'm not telling you anything. What I'm trying to tell you is he's been swinging the bat. where he really hasn't. He's been hitting at a level that's less than what he you. You understand what I'm saying? So like yes. that's the type of stuff. I'm difficult. You and I come at it very differently. No, it's okay. It's just whatever, you know, whatever stirs your drink. I'm not going to tell yeah. you what
0: to order. Like I, I, I know. you and I, this is the beauty is that we are both huge, passionate baseball fans yeah. that might, there's different things that get us excited. Like, um, I, my 16 year old went to the game last night. Oh. First thing he said when he got in the car, when I picked him up was Trey Turner extended a hit streak, dad, in his last at bat, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, I'm like, That's okay, that cool. resonates yeah. with him.
1: I mean, I'm in on that. I would say right at about where they are is when I, is, is when I, right at the 20-ish mark, I start to say, yeah. um, I mean, I don't know that I would actively go. I wouldn't go actively solicit checking to see if they had, but if I'm there, yeah, for sure. I'm interested to see if Trey Turner extends his history there.
0: Did you, um, did you call Luis Castillo's 35-gamer in O2? That was 20 years ago with the Marlins now.
1: Like, was that? Did you, you did homework on that, or what did you do? Like, nobody remembers that. Nobody, remembers. Well, yeah, no, because Millar was, because it's the,
0: no, Millar was part of the streak, and he was, right. you know, he's always told me about that. That's the one, the one other one I would say is Paul Molitor's 39 gamer. I think it ended in 1987 yeah. because it uh-huh. happened against my Cleveland team. Rick Manning, Uh-oh. actually, the former Cleveland center fielder, whom we traded for Gorman Thomas. I've got a great Gorman yeah. Thomas story for you one day. Uh, Manning got the game winning walk off hit with Molitor in the on deck circle, and he got booed because everybody oh, wanted to see good. Molitor get another shot at extending it to 40 games. 40 games is
1: 40 games. Holy cow! I mean, yeah. seriously, yeah, that's amazing. All right, yeah. last thing.
0: Uh, I'm going to tap into your baseball, uh, broadcasting brain here. Yeah, we can set the DeLorean, we can put you in a time machine for any game in the history of the sport.
1: Yeah, it. What moment would you like to call? So here's what's challenging about this. Because the moments that we've seen, we've already heard the calls. And I don't, as a broadcaster, have a fantasy about redoing it. So I just love seeing Bobby Thompson's Homer and hearing Russ Hodges call it. It's not like I'm sitting here thinking, well, I could do better. Or even, you know, look, Gibson's home run, I I still think you had Jack Buck on the radio and Vin on TV. And Vin says in a year that's been so improbable, the impossible has happened. And Jack says, I don't believe what I just saw. I don't believe what I just saw. I mean, there's just, there's a million of them. One of my other all-time favorite ones, Red Sox fans, I'm sorry. If you're bored, this is broadcasting dorkiness. You push my button here. 1986, game six. Vin Scully's call of Mookie's ground ball is incredible. Because the ball gets hit, and Vin, as it's on TV, is slightly behind the play. And the ball... Goes through Buckner's legs. So here's the call. The call is Little Roller up along first. And then it hops through Buckner's legs. And he's so when it goes through his legs, that's when Vin's voice goes up. So the call is Little Roller up along first. Behind the bag! It gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight and the Mets win it. And it's just. It's amazing to watch it um, and to hear it. Little roller up along first,
0: behind the bag, it gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight and the Mets
1: win it. It's just, so all of these, all of these treasures that we have in these spectacular moments, I would take your question and be more inclined to I'd like to get in the time machine and just go see what it was like really to see Babe Ruth play against other players and to see what that was like and if there's one place I think more than anything I probably would like to go and observe I'm sure there's a part of it that would be ugly and sad but also I would just really want to see it and that'd be Jackie Robinson's first game Mm. Uh, I think that would probably be the one for me, just to okay. be there to see it. But I don't, gosh, we've just, all these moments, the calls are part of the, the art Absolutely. and the history. So I don't sit here and say, man, I wish I had called that. It's just, I don't know, hopefully there's some call out there in the future that is for me or mine. Hey, listen, but,
0: you did a better job with this question than when I had written it. Because you you gave people what one of the greats of our generation—that's what you are to me. What oh, you hear nice in the calls of you know these legendary oh, calls I that we all just know. So love.
1: Good. I love hearing that stuff. It's just there's just so many of them. So many you know great great moments and just little. I love seeing. Is it the '71 All-Star Game when Jackson hits the. home run off of doc ellis yeah and kirk kirk gowdy it hit the roof like he has the flat midwestern he didn't hit the roof it hit the roof um it's just so i don't know man i just i love i love that stuff so much so i i don't ever think in terms of well i'd love to have had a chance at calling i get they're all just these i this collection of awesomeness
0: hey listen one of the uh, reasons I wanted to have you on in addition to your amazing baseball acumen knowledge and just the way you deliver everything here I knew you'd be great at answering the questions but your your passion project we can see it over your shoulder the Pete yep. Frady's jersey the 4ALS yep. where do we stand with everything and how can people help out
1: I appreciate it I just my story quickly is I grew up I was born in Philadelphia my parents met at Drexel dad's side got their hooks in me Phillies fan moved to New York when I was seven resisted the power of the Yankees and the Mets. Um, I grew up on Roosevelt Island and met a buddy when I was seven years old, Named Tim Sheehy. Stay good buddies with him, whole group of us did. And in 2005, he was diagnosed with ALS. We lost him in 2007. The one street where we live in New York City is called Main Street on Roosevelt Island. So Tim founded our charity called Project Main Street. Our first event, uh, Tim played soccer at the University of South Carolina. And he played with the drummer from Hootie and the Blowfish. They played our first event. We took half the money, gave it to Tim and Katie because they were being crushed financially. Um, The average out-of-pocket cost for somebody with ALS is $250,000. Average life expectancy is two to five years. It's 100% fatal. So we operate in a very small space in terms of most of the money goes to research. Unfortunately, we're not close to a cure. Um, Not much closer than when Lou died. From it. So, you know, Lou Gehrig Day was something that I had been pushing on the league for. And eventually a group, the Lou Gehrig Committee, worked with the league. And now, June 2nd, every year, which is the date of his death and the date that his streak started. Um, so, this, you know, June 2nd is Lou Gehrig Day. And it's just a chance to me to raise awareness. So I'm working with, uh, you know, it's pinned on my Twitter page, but obvious shirts. Basically, we've got every team's color scheme and it just says end ALS on the front of the shirt and the proceeds benefit Project Main Street, our charity. If you want to donate, it's Project Main Street, ST, mainst.org. Um, and we every dollar goes to help somebody living with the disease. So, you know, on on Thursday, June 2nd, we'll honor Lou Gehrig. As a note, I think this is important <laughs> in terms of the disease, but the first number ever retired in any major professional sport is Lou Gehrig's number four. So to some extent, the reason that we have retired numbers that those flags and numbers are flying everywhere is because Lou Gehrig got ALS. So I just want more people to know about the disease, you know, Pete Brady's, uh, who passed away a couple of years back from ALS um, in 2019. He was one of the lead guys Um, along with Pat Quinn for the ice bucket challenge and just trying to remind people that, you know, these folks are out there. It's, it's look, if you don't know, it's, it's a, it's a neurological disease, you know, effectively for me to move this finger, my brain sends a signal to my finger and slowly the pathways get shut down and I can't send that message. So I lose movement in this finger and then I lose movement in this hand and then this arm and so on and so forth, but your mind is fine. And so what ends up happening for these people is that, as you lose mobility and eventually your ability to speak as well, your world gets smaller and smaller. So, you know, for me on Luke Gehrig day, I'm just trying to make people who have the disease feel seen and connected. We try and invite the Cubs have been incredible. Mark sports network has been incredible. Just trying to get the word out there. And then, man, I got to tell you, like Chris, you and I've known each other a long time. And One of the things about our jobs is connection. I think it's the same thing where you and I are the same on this one. Look, we work in sports. We work in the toy department. But we get to connect with really great people, like a person like you. Like somebody like you who's got a great heart. And we meet all these people. And one of the things you work in a charitable space, you say, I need your help. And when I tell you, I asked, I made all these shirts and I sent them out to teams. I really wanted the managers to just sort of from a leadership st- and to have Tony La Russa texting me a picture in white Sox colors of NALS and Joe Girardi and Craig council. Um, and Bob Melvin and Kevin catch and Aaron Boone. Uh, I'm pretty overwhelmed by the support of all these guys. Miguel Cabrera, Jose Ramirez, Terry Francona. I mean, just the, the pictures are all on there. So God, that was the long-winded answer. I'm sorry. But look, it's nope. personal for me. On Thursday, I get a chance to talk about my friend Tim Sheehy. And it's sad, but I also get a chance to remember him every year. We get right. to talk about him every year. So um, that's it. Just really want to raise awareness. And again, for our charity, it's not for research. I'm, I will help anybody advocate for ALS research and raise money. If you need my help, I'm here for you. Our specific charity and Tim... We know, with someone that didn't have a ton of money and they needed help financially. So that's what we do at Project Main Street. Um, and it's just one of these, you know, every dollar goes out. So like, I don't even know that I should say this, but like, it just goes in this churn thing where over Luke year, day, we're going to raise a ton of money and we're going to give it out. But like right now we have 18 patients in a queue and we have $19,000 and we have to wait until we get our money in so we can give that money, you know, so we're going to get Hopefully a few hundred thousand dollars and pass that around. So anyway, thanks,
0: man. Listen, we're gonna uh, we're gonna put everything that's important in the description on our YouTube baseball channel. John Boy Media is gonna help flood the market and make sure that everybody understands how important it is. And and let's make it a purpose. It's we have a wonderful community here. A, yeah. What what Jimmy and Jake have built up is spectacular, and we have people who are willing to help. And I know I'll be helping on that day and uh it's because i love you brother and i'm just so proud of everything you've done and i know that that um that tim would be proud there's no question yeah
1: i hope so thank you yeah good lord was that a long answer for me yeah but you know what dude you got a timer on that holy cow
0: it's okay it's okay we're we're keeping the whole thing because it was that special and it was from the heart and that's who we are man so um i want to thank you for joining us on the youtube and the podcast form of this don't go anywhere because we will continue on with the amp but we will continue to watch and listen and support the foundation and everything else that is good in the world of Boog Shambi, including that dinner you may or may not owe me.
1: <laughs> I, I owe you. I think I owe you. I think I just made up the game seven thing. I'm not sure. I feel like we double or nothing, and I may have, I thought I won't now.
0: Yeah, who knows? Uh, I'd be we'll delighted
1: go. to buy you dinner.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll check the tape on that one. Uh, special shout out to our producer extraordinaire, the non-sleeve wearing, mullet wearing, non-gold star on his chart sort of dude, Dan Rourke for Boogzombie. I am Chris Rose. Thanks for tuning into Baseball Today here on John Boy Media.